You're listening to the Enclave Community Church Podcast. For more information about Enclave, follow the links in the description. Enjoy this week's sermon from Carlton Mentz. Um, today's scripture is 2 Corinthians uh, 12, verses 1 through 9. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know I am a man in I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to third heaven, whether in body or out of body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in body or out of body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard these things that cannot be told which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this morning and for everyone you've brought here. Um, Thank you for your word and that we can um, receive your message. I just pray for um, Carlton's um, sermon today and that you would open our, our minds and our hearts to hear from you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Shannon. A very good, very good job. And I want to thank others that are helping. Aiden's up there with the slides. Thank you. Good job, Aiden. And I see Judah. Oh, so thankful for these servants. And Jay up there. And uh, Mark, thank you for your, your ministry and giving. Good job to you all. I want to thank you. Well, what a, what a beautiful-looking crowd. I'm, I'm glad, because then I don't feel you're going to eat me alive. It's, it's nice to feel loved. But I'm so glad to be with you here, uh, to, to, to be able to come and share with you and pray with you uh, and to trust that you today, I, I trust, will experience the glory of God as his power and strength would rest upon you in your weakness, whatever weakness it may be, so that you will be convinced his grace is enough. His life and gifts to you is enough to get you through whatever. Because that's what he was working on me this last year. As he took me through the adventure of cancer. 
and I saw his glory. Uh, in ways that were not what I expected, but which I cannot help but share what I saw and I heard. So I want to look at, just to begin with, uh, what we've seen before. Andrew took us through it, uh, Acts chapter 4. Um, there we saw Peter and John. They were taken before the Sanhedrin uh, Supreme Court, and they were um, accused of preaching about Jesus, which they'd been told not to. All right? Uh, but Peter, filled with the power and strength of Christ, stood up before them and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must judge, for we cannot help, we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. I like it uh, in the, the message paraphrase. They say, we can't keep quiet about what we've seen and heard. And that's what I'm here to tell you. I can't keep quiet about what I've seen and heard because I want you to see it and hear it as well. So we're going to look at power and strength and weakness today. And uh, we're going to just focus on the, the, uh, the, uh, the last part of the, Shannon's reading. Though the beginning is important as well. Paul talks about the glories he saw that were amazing glories. He, he, he said he went to heaven. He can't describe it, but that's what he believes God did, and he saw his glory there. But then later he says, now uh, I am uh, being given this challenging weakness, which I asked God to take away, but he said, no. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so the apostle uh, is now challenged to see, I believe, the glory of God in his weakness, not in, his, not in the strength of seeing heaven. And so um, he is for me, and for this last year, uh, was a challenge to see in my weakness, uh, and, and believe me, uh, uh, I had never uh, been so weak before, but it, it was important for me to recognize how the, how the Lord was wanting me to live uh, in, his, in his power and strength in a way I'd never seen before, okay? And um, what I want to do is I want to talk about this, this verse, 12.9 um, backwards. I want to talk about his power being perfected before we talk about his grace sufficient, okay? But before we do that, I want to give you, a, uh, I want you to see a picture of me to give you an idea of just how weak God had taken me to. I think it's an age-appropriate picture, all right? And uh, this is me. <clears throat> oh, let's back up. Back up to uh, slide number four. There it is. There, there I am, uh, and uh, this, is, this is what God took me to. Um, uh, this is a birthday card my middle, my, my middle sister gave me last year, right in the middle of this. And I looked at it, and I go, that's me. That is me. That's a, it's a caricature, a very good character. I mean, it's accurate, right down to the pull-up diapers, uh, the flatulence, 
Um, the, the emaciated body, my glasses. No. Uh, this, was, this was me. <clears throat> uh, yeah, very much <laughs> where God took me. But this is the place where the Lord wanted to show me power that is made complete in weakness. That's where we are next. Power is made complete in weakness. My slides got kind of mixed up. And so, uh, yeah, Aiden, bless his heart, he helped me get him back in order. And, and so uh, I want us to, to take a moment to uh, uh, just, I want to review with you what, what I went through last year. Um, it, uh, it began back in November of 2022. Uh, actually, it began before that. I'd had some back problems and pain. And... Uh, I then began to have some problems in my stomach, and I thought it was related to my back, and I, I just thought, well, I'm going to just wait and see if it goes away. Well, it didn't go away, and it got worse, and it got worse, so that by the end of November, I couldn't even eat. I, I just couldn't eat. It was just something wrong, and so uh, I ended up in the uh, emergency room, and uh, they did some tests, a CAT scan, and, then, uh, and pictures, and then they came back to us, Wendy and I, and they said, we've discovered a large tumor under your stomach. And I said, wait, a large tumor? Yes, a large tumor. And I, I know when, when we heard that, it was a nine-inch tumor, uh, I, I was shocked. I mean, of course, you can't help but be. And Wendy began to cry. And my wife doesn't cry much, not at all. And so it suddenly we realized how serious this was. <clears throat> and... Uh, I, I uh, being overwhelmed, I was thinking to myself, I'm dying. I'm dying. And it's interesting because in, the, in that same instant, I sensed a voice present mocking me saying, yes, you are dying. And I knew that the enemy had come at the opportune time to attack. But I'm here to tell you the beautiful uh, exp moment uh, that came right after that, I, and I've shared this with some of you, but I want to share it again. Just, that as I sensed that death was present, Jesus stood between me and death. I sensed he was nose to nose, and that his voice uh, very clearly, very succinctly said to me, don't listen to death, I have the victory. <laughs> and I thought, I didn't make that up. I couldn't. I was thinking I'm dying, and suddenly I have this sense that there is a victory here, and my Lord is speaking victory to me. And then he just very gently and tenderly said, do you believe? Do you believe? Of course, I thought, well, I've been a believer for over 50 years, and he says, no, no, no. I'm, I sensed him saying, do you believe today what I'm saying to you? And so there was the beginning challenge of in my weakness, letting his power and strength help me to do what I just didn't feel I had it in me to do, to believe, to believe. And that's, folks, what I'm wanting to encourage you today first, in that, that it's really very simple. The Lord comes and just asks, do you believe? Am I greater? To me, it was, are you, am I greater than cancer? Well, I knew cancer was greater than me. But Jesus wanted to know, do you believe I'm greater than cancer? 
I remember when my father died, it was so overwhelming. But the Lord then, I remember, spoke to me and said, yes, death took your father, but I, I took death. And the Lord, and the Lord strengthened me then. And now here again, he was saying, yes, yes, cancer has now come upon you, but I have, I have taken cancer. I heard his voice. You know, folks, I think that's, I want to say how important it is, I believe, that we need to hear the Father's voice. Remember Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 27? <clears throat> my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Um, I think he wants us to hear his voice. He, he, to his, his children, he wants us to hear his voice uh, to help us in our unbelief. Um, and that's what I needed because I, I knew I was crying out, I believe. But then like in Mark chapter nine, verse 25, uh, I was also joining the father who you remember the, 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 the he brought the, his son who was demon possessed to the disciples and they couldn't heal him. And, and then Jesus shows up and, um, and there uh, he, he sees Jesus Jesus coming and he says to him, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out. I'm so glad he did. I'm so glad he cried out. I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Because that's what I sense was going on inside of me. A cry. Oh, a cry. Lord, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. This is so big. This is so overwhelming. And I believe the Lord acts instantly on any act of faith that we, we offer him, even if it's just a weak, you know, a weak act of faith. Um, yeah, this was, this was such a, a challenging time because um, I, I realized I was so out of control and, and I was at the mercy of everyone. But I suddenly begin to see the Lord's hand because, you know, it's, it's like when you cry out like that father, he cried out, help me in my unbelief. Instantly, Jesus raised up his son. And in my life, I instantly begin to see the Lord work there in that hospital. I mean, uh, within three days, they had me in the operating room and put a stint in my lower stomach to help open it up because the, the, the tumor had closed off my stomach and my kidney. And so they opened up the stomach. They put a, a drain in my kidney. And I was once again, uh, you know, not under the risk of my, my, my stomach perforating. They also uh, diagnosed my cancer as a, a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And they begin my first treatment of chemo all in three days. Uh, now, Staffs are, staff, hospital staffs are great, but this looked like everything was hitting right on the mark. I sent something of the divine hand of my father moving along, encouraging us and strengthening us. He was uh, showing me that his grace is sufficient because I was seeing his power at work and I was hearing his voice. I can't help but tell that to you. I can't help but come here and say it was going on. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It was just, I was just watching. You know, people have said, oh, you're an inspiration. I say, how could I be an inspiration? I was a sick man in a bed crying to God. 
But uh, the Lord reminded me, they're watching me. That kind of helped my ego, you know, just kind of slow down there, boy. It's like, I'm doing this. And yes, I believe that's what I sense. People were watching God at work at that time in my life. And what I was, what I was seeing that was uh, so exciting is that as my weakness seemed to increase, the power of the Lord seemed to increase as well. It was kind of a, uh, and I think the scriptures are really clear about this. You know, and Paul says in Romans, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, all the more. And uh, what, what was so exciting is that in the moments of those weaknesses, I could sense his power continue to surge and that I believe he does that for his people. In, in, in the worst moments, he's even more present and more at work. And uh, this was this, in a way, was kind of exciting because I just kept, I kept looking forward to saying, okay, what's going to happen next? It's going to be bigger than what happened before. So as, he's, as he helped me see his power and strength, which was being completed, okay? He says it's perfected. That means it's completed. That means it's, uh, it's moving to um, where he wants it to be so that not only do we see it, we hear it, but ultimately it will lead to him being glorified. You see, the completion of his power is for his, his glory. That's what we were created for. We were created for his glory in his world. Well, in this world of sin, his glory is ignored, except when, I believe, it happens in the weakest of situations where it gets the world's attention. Where have we seen that before? Where have you really seen that happen in the best situation? At the cross, Right? Jesus, in his weakest, weakest moment, is where the power of the Father worked in its greatest, greatest. Uh, I mean, the words, I can't even think of the words. It's just the greatest, glorious uh, revelation. That's what it is. It's a revelation. We can't, we cannot, you know, because the, the sins of all the world were, were dealt with and eternal life was made open. I mean, in the weakest point, his power was greatest. And, and it's not something that we can um, find. It's something that has to be revealed as we trust him to reveal it. This little sign I had uh, during that time, God made me take it. I hate bling. This thing is full of glitter. <laughs> I saw it, and I go, that is not me. And the Lord said, buy it. So I did. Uh, <laughs> and I, I took it with me from us. Hospital room to hospital room. And, it's, and it was setting up across from my bed. And when it got dark and hard, the Lord would lift my eyes and I would see it. And he would say, do you believe? <laughs> Help me in my unbelief. And he would work power, strength. And in such weak moments, I can't, I can't. I don't know, it's hard to describe. He was faithful and true. And he'll be that way for every one of us in whatever weakness we're facing. It doesn't matter what weakness. See, it's so good that Paul didn't tell us what the thorn was. There's a reason. Because that means we can replace our thorns with his thorn. 
What is it? What's the weakness? We cry out, God, take it away, please, please. And the Lord says, I'm enough. My power and strength is there and it is working even more in your weakness than if you were not facing weakness. Do you believe? Is my grace enough? And so um, I was seeing this and it was... um, Exciting because now the grace, I was beginning to see how his grace is sufficient. It's really sufficient in even the darkest, weakest moments. And the Lord was working. So I went home uh, at at Thanksgiving and uh, then went for my uh, third and fourth chemo therapy. And I'm trucking along and I'm feeling pretty good. And then suddenly, just before Christmas weekend, uh, Christmas was on the weekend last year, uh, I started feeling some pain in my lower uh, gastrointestinal area. I'm using medical terms now because I know them. (laughs) I heard enough of them. Uh, So that gastrointestinal area, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to wait as long as I did the first time because it wasn't good. So I ended up back in ER. Uh, and uh, they hooked me up to the machines and tests and everything, and they said, well, that stint they put in, we think it slipped, and it could be obstructing your bowel. Oh, Merry Christmas. Um, Because that's where I spent uh, um, that that Christmas. Um, And there's a picture of me having Christmas, yeah, yay, what a, at the ER room, I got my, I got my uh, Christmas tree, and yes, that's a hose up my nose, uh, it went down into my stomach, because when you have an obstructive bowel, they want to make sure that your stomach is empty, uh, and so that's, so I was spending the, the weekend with that, but the, but the thing that was such a struggle was, is that, uh, Guess where all the doctors want to be on Christmas weekend? At home. Uh, and so the, the gastrointestinal uh, surgeon was gone, and they thought I might need surgery, so they were trying to find another. This was a manual, so they were going to try and find another hospital with another surgeon. So they began to look. They went to Modesto, no room. They went to Davis, uh, no room. At San Francisco, no room. Reno, Los Angeles, no room. I texted my, middle, uh, my youngest sister, I said, boy, there's no room. And she goes, no room in the inn? Christmas, oh, sounds familiar. I said, that's funny, but not now. (laughs) My sister, she's cute. She sent me that same card. Both my sisters are sending me that card. They keep that crazy card. But anyways, um, and that that was interesting because the, uh, you know, uh, the ER rooms have no window. They're like a cave, like a barn, like Christmas. And so it was an interesting experience in their waiting. And uh, nothing was happening. Well, what's, ex- what, what's exciting about this is, again, in the weakness, the power and strength of the Lord is at work. Because he didn't want me to go anywhere. Because on that Monday... Uh, as I was sitting in there, wait, this is the day after Christmas, in walked Dr. Jim Greenberg, and he asked me, what are you doing here? And I was shocked. How did he 
how did he know I was here? I think, did you tell him, Kim, were you there? And uh, you did. Yes, you did. You said, you know, Carlton's here. And he looked on the list, Kim, uh, Kirky, a nurse there. And he saw me and he walked in. He knows me. I taught his kids in TC and he's asking me, what are you doing here? He says, waiting. <laughs> he says, well, what's going on? Well, I'm they think I got a blockage in my bowel. And, okay, I'll get your room and we'll start doing tests. And I'm going, what? Uh, if you're a surgeon at Emmanuel, let's go. You get it right now. They found me a room. There were lots of rooms. I don't know what they were talking about. But he got me a room. We got the tests. Um, and, uh, um, and then the day after Christmas that night, I'm in my hospital room now with a lovely view out the window into the patio. It was very nice accommodations. And I was thankful. But that night at midnight, as I lay there, again, I heard, I I believe the Lord. And he said, I have caused this that I might rescue you and you might glorify me. And I I remember when I sensed I was receiving that, I, I didn't get upset that the Lord said, I'm causing this. Because what I heard, what I really heard was, I'm going to rescue you, and you're going to glorify me. And I suddenly realized, isn't that, isn't that most of the stories in the Bible? Oh, yes. He gets his people in a situation, in a weakness, and then suddenly he moves, rescues, and he's glorified. Just take, take your pick. Let's think about just the parting of the Red Sea. All right? Yes. There he was. The, he, led the, he led them and Moses to the edge of the Red Sea. Well, then the Egyptian army comes up and traps them there. And they're in trouble. And then he rescues them and they glorify him. I mean, you can just find any, just, just look at the stories again and realize how God in is setting up his people, you might say, wait, this, this sounds almost mean or uh, heartless. No, 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 no. It's love drawing us into deeper love and trust. That was, that was the thing that I found as I went from weakness to greater weakness to greater weakness. It was a, it was a Lord wanting to say, do you believe my power and strength enough? Because it was always a sense of, okay, you got me through that, but this is a little bit too bigger. No, am I, am I greater? Am I, am I powerful enough? The apostle helps us to remember that we must cry out in this weakness. Three times he said, I pled, I cried. He says, take it away. And the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. It's crazy faith, brothers and sisters. It's crazy. But he calls us, he draws us to cry out. And in that moment, in that very moment, he gives us power and strength to believe and to see and hear him work. That's what I, that's what I pray, that you, you can sense that that he was doing in my life and he wants to do in your life. It's, it's, it, it was challenging. There was just delay after delay after delay, but the, God's in the delay. Have you heard that before? God's in the delays. 
because it's, it's where he, he really wants us to recognize in that weakness, he's going to act. He really, because, because it, it, how else is the world going to notice? You see, this is so important to our relationship to him and our witness to the world that he gets, if he, if he can get us through a weakness by his power and strength and his grace is enough for us, he'll be glorified and the world will notice they wouldn't notice if our lives are just comfy and perfect and satisfying. I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's just like Paul, you know. I, you'll, you'll plead with him, don't take away this weakness. So he did it. He did it. I, I, I had no blockage. I went home at Christmas uh, later. And then uh, in January, I had my uh, fourth chemo. And the day after that, it got worse. <laughs> Lord, I'm weak enough. <laughs> and it got worse. I experienced angina, which is like a heart attack. It feels like it. It's not, but it do. Oh. Well, that got me back in the ER for the third time. God has, an, has a way of getting me back in the ER. I mean, it took a long time the first time, but I got the, I got the message uh, you know, I'm, I got smarter, and it's like, okay, go back in the ER. Well, when, I, when they went back in the ER, the angina was just evidence of a low blood pressure, which was relating to the, the, the stints had slipped into my middle GI, and now they were blocking the intestines and were soon to perforate through the intestines. It got worse. The weakness got bigger. And the Lord's power and strength worked in even more miraculous ways. Which is where I'm going to stop today. Because I'm going to come again in February and I want to share with you uh, what he did through that even weakest of weak points I've ever seen in my life. As he saved my life a second time because I was near death at that time. And how I would like to share with you how weakness is the way. I, I, I'm looking forward to it because that was, that was the, the challenge of my life, to recognize how weakness is the way. And in that way, uh, I, I, I saw how his grace was sufficient, his power, and it was being perfected. And I, it was a win-win situation, whether I died or I lived. Well, obviously I didn't die, you can see. Though I have to admit I was a little excited about meeting Jesus, and he said, no, not now. Oh, okay. I'll come back and see you folks. But here, I, I, I'm showing you uh, the power and strength and the, uh, that, that, I, that he's given me as I've recognized, as I've seen and heard, oh, the marvelous, glorious work that he desires to do in all of us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, so, so much for <laughs> your working beyond our understanding and uh, we're lifting us in the weakest moments uh, in your power and strength to see, to see and hear your glory that the world may know. Oh, dear Jesus, help us. Help us to cry out to you and trust you to do this. 
Lord, you, you, you say you can, it, it, and all things are possible, but Father, it is so hard. Help us in our unbelief. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, Lord, thank you for letting us see your glory. May it be so. Uh, and for the sake of your name as well, we ask. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon from Carlton Mentz. At Enclave, our mission is to cultivate and empower disciples, fostering a deepening connection with God and with one another. Together, we joyfully encounter, embrace, and embody the transformative love of Jesus wherever his calling leads us. For more information about us, please follow the links in the description.